All right, I'm locked into the control seat, feeling like Captain Kirk, about to take over Mission Impossible. Uh, no, it's more like Black Mirror with, um, what's the dude? They call him Meth Damon. The dude that looks like Matt Damon, but he's got the big ass aggro forehead, like one of those pro magnons. I've never heard that before. Meth Damon? You know, yeah. I'm not doing this in Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I feel like right now, <laughs> leading this colossal mistake of a mission. <laughs> that dude's a good actor. Yeah, he's man. I don't even know what else he's been in. I just know him from Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. He was in uh, the movie about Whitey Bulger with Johnny Depp. Oh, I haven't seen that shit, but uh, I know what you're talking about. He was one of the snitches in that. Uh, what else did he play in? He, he, he's been playing a lot of stuff lately. He reminds me of that meme. Uh, the, the white dude when he's like... I know it's hard to, to explain, but when he just like looks one way and his eyes get a little wider, he's like, hmm? And it just reminds me of that meme for some reason. Yeah, he's a weird dude. Jesse Clemens is his name. Matt Damon. Uh, yeah, he played. That's what he played on mainly. Landry Clark. He was on uh, Friday Night Lights. That's what I first knew him from. Oh, I've only seen the movie. I haven't seen that show. Oh, the show's the shit. They used to make us watch it in high school because we um, felt like we were that show. <laughs> but yeah, he was the truth, man. Jesse Plemons was uh, funny in that show, and then now he's in Game Night. He's in Fargo. He's in a bunch of shit. True. I haven't seen any of that. I've seen the movie. You said Fargo or Argo? Fargo. Fargo. I've seen the movie. I haven't seen the show. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie. It's about murders in North Dakota or something, right? Yeah, the movie's old. Uh, it's got William H. Macy, Steve Buscemi. Yes, classic. You know, that it's dry humor, but it's so funny. Yeah, and then they made it into, like, not a humor show, though, right? On FX. I mean, it's really not humor. It is humor, because it's just, like, it's just dry humor. Yeah. Uh, it's like... At one point, this dude's putting putting somebody in a wood chipper, yeah. and like the cop lady comes up, she's like, "Oh, you're putting that's your little buddy in the wood chipper, eh?" Because it's North Dakota, so they have <laughs> yeah. that like northern accent. E, e. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, um, <laughs> I haven't seen Fargo. I haven't seen the show or the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen the show. The movie. It's been a while since I've seen that. It's a bunch of older movies like that I want to see. Like, I still haven't seen True Romance at Pulp Fiction. I mean, I've seen Pulp Fiction, but uh, Quentin Tarantino, same dude that directed Pulp Fiction. True Romance is one of his first films. Yeah. And I still haven't seen that shit. I haven't seen that. Tarantino's like my favorite director. Yeah, mine too. So, yeah, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. The f I mean, goddamn, Django was so funny to me. Like, the part when. They first kill like the first kill they get when he has Jamie Foxx, and then their the group comes and then they stop. And it's like Jonah Hill has that random ass cameo. It's like, are we wearing the hoods? Are we not wearing oh, the hoods? Oh yeah, that was like even I though it's like a racist that. scene. Like that shit is so funny. It's like yeah. it's like I think we all think yeah. the hoods was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> now they could have been done a little better, but no hoods this time. Next time. Food regalia. And then the guy's like, well, shit fire. This is a raid. Like, that shit is so funny. That is hilarious. The fact that he's able to make, 
humor out of a situation like that. That's like, why Clint Tarantino's a shit. Like five minutes of just like stupid ass jokes about why they can't wear these hoods. Like, can you see? Well, not too good. I mean, we're sitting here. I can see you. Uh, but we're riding. I can't see shit. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded like, too, man. I forgot Joe was even in that movie. And I like how Quentin Tarantino's in all his movies. And at the end, he's playing, like, the slave hole. Huh? Oh, yeah. You're smart nigga, aren't you? <laughs> that shit was hilarious. When he gets blown he, up. When, they blow, when he blows all the asses up. And then the dudes look at him running off in the <laughs> in the uh, in the uh, sunlight like a Negro spiritual. <laughs> it was just perfect. It was like a great American black hero. You know, Will Smith was supposed to play that movie. Really? Yeah. Like I, it movie definitely wouldn't first. have been the same. I know. They gave it to Will Smith first, and Jamie Foxx said they gave it to Idris Elba, and Idris Elba didn't want it. And I don't know. I guess they didn't think that it was like a heroic role. Like what? I just think it's. It's funny how, like, it's not funny, but it is kind of funny. Like, how throughout the movie they change, because they say that word, like, so many times, but they change how they say it. Like, Jamie Foxx himself even goes between, like, the hard, yeah, the hard yeah. end to, like, the comp, like, now, like, the, like, this, the A end. And it's like, it's just like, they said this shit so many times. Yeah, and that's the problem with all Tarantino's movies. Even when uh, Pulp Fiction came out, a lot of people don't like. I mean, and then I remember one time I was watching uh, Kill Bill, and the bread is called Bimbo instead of I don't know if that is that a real bread somewhere. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say it looked like Giant though, or whatever that bread is with the bunny. You know what I'm talking about? It looked like that brand, but it said Bimbo instead. <laughs> so it's like he just does little things like that where people think he's an asshole. But well, he's a good director. Samuel Jackson fucks with him. Yeah. Say what again? Do they speak English and what? Like, that whole scene in Pulp Fiction is so great. Dog. Uh, they speak English and what? <laughs> Say what again, motherfucker? I dare you. I double dare you. Say what one more goddamn time. It's like when he starts talking about the burger, he's like, Is that a big kahuna? It's like, oh, they just opened one of those up. Is it good? Mmm, it's a tasty burger. Do you mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash it down? <laughs> oh, man, that's like one of the best scenes ever. Not just in that movie, but ever. I saw a scene recently that I had never seen. You ever seen 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy? No, I don't think so. For some reason, this movie just overlooked, or I overlooked this movie in the annals of Eddie Murphy film lore. But 48 Hours is like one of his best movies of all time. And there's a scene where he goes into a redneck bar. And I guess in 48 Hours, he's impersonating the detective. So he flashes his badge real quick. It's not his picture, but they don't know that. He just starts going off on all these rednecks. And me trying to do the scene won't do it justice. But you should definitely check that out. It's just hilarious, man. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking about Eddie Murphy uh, at work the other day. Like, in his best works, and I'm like, oh, I should probably know more of these. Eddie Murphy is the greatest unsung comedian. Like, he's, like, one of those great underrated comedians to young people now. Like, anybody that's under 35 now who doesn't really do a deep dig on YouTube or, like, really put in the legwork online won't know. But, yeah, Delirious, Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah, his stand-ups are, are great. Yeah, but SNL, I mean, and then to like really understand, oh, he was 18. <laughs> oh, he was 21. He was 25 when these 
huge arena tours were happening. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Sorry, this is random shit, but i just seen it on Twitter. Cole Beasley has an album. Cole Beasley? Has a hip-hop rap album called The Autobiography. This this the wide receiver for the Dallas yeah, Cowboys, Cole Beasley. Des Bryant tweeted and said, Trying to run something real? Go get my dog album now. Fire emojis. <laughs> it's going to go platinum. I'm kind of intrigued. I kind of want to go listen. I'm definitely going to listen. I guarantee you at least one of those songs is going to chart on the top Billboard 100. It's so funny, like, who would ever think Cole Beasley would, <laughs> would have a rap album? Duh. I mean, he's from Texas, right? He, I mean, he plays it for Dallas, yeah. I think he's from that area. I think he um, went to Rice or something like that. I think he's from around there. Yeah, man, that might be a hard album if he's into, like, that H-Town, Let's DJ, Screw. I might have to check, check Spotify real quick. <laughs> Bro, if you play Cole Beasley, I'm, just, I'm turning this off right now. I'm not going <laughs> to play it. I'm not going to play it. I'm just checking. See if this shit is on. Cole Beasley. I'll definitely listen to it in my spare time. I listen to Victor Oladip. Yo, it is on here. Nice. How many tracks? Thirteen. Thirteen tracks of Hot Fire. You know, one of them's called Percolating. So he's jamming. I, that sounds like a jam. Percolating sounds like one of those songs you put on before you go out to turn up. Let's see. I'm gonna read these these track titles to you. Let's see. Let's get your opinion. Uh, I am what I am. Is track one. Garbage. Shock value. Track two. That's a garbage song. My baby. Track three. Oh, that's trash. That's him doing one for the ladies. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Garbage. <laughs> Look at me. That one might be hot. Percolating. Percolating. The hook is gonna be hard on percolating. I guarantee you the beat has good bass. Paranoid. Paranoid? I like that one. He might be high. Stereotypes? No. You because not- on stereotypes, you're gonna be talking about racial stereotypes for white receivers, and I don't wanna hear that bullshit. <laughs> United Hate of America? Hell no. I do not wanna hear that garbage from Cole Beasley. <laughs> So you just named this, this is 12? Day ones. Day ones? Who are you talking about, Des Bryant? 80 Stings. 80 Stings? Yeah. I might like that one. Slow it, it back. slow it down. 80 Stings is garbage because he's trying to get lyrical, I think. He might be trying to get lyrical, like, take it back to the 80s. Slow it down. <laughs> slow it down. Another one for the ladies, garbage. And then last but not least, cocky or confident? Trash. How about that? Cocky, confident, dot, 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 or trash? Question mark. And then not all of them are explicit. There's a few that aren't. They don't all have the little E next to it? Is percolating explicit? Five of them aren't explicit. Percolating is explicit. Yes. That. Okay, that's a banger. Certified. <laughs> that's a certified banger. Before even hearing it. <laughs> we'll have to retouch on, on yeah. Cole Beasley's album. <laughs> Next time, because <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not about to play this right now. Hell no! I'll put it. I'll drop it in. <laughs> we'll have to drop it in on the podcast. That's crazy. Cole Beasley. That does sound like it might be jamming though. Hey, if this shit is fire though, 
hopefully, I know, not hopefully. If this shit's fire, I'm gonna have to shout out Cole Beasley. See if I can get this man to fucking <laughs> shout this shit out. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. Hey, Cole Beasley, we repping you. You need to rep us. If your shit's fire, I will blast that. Man, that'll be our opening. That'll be our intro. Like, I'll have the windows down driving around listening to to the Cole Beasley album if this shit is fire. We'll get that shit playing in Cloak and Dagger, have percolating, popping in D.C. So then when you come and play the Redskins, you'll have people in the stands bopping, percolating, fucking with all the NFC East. So, yeah, Cole Beasley, fuck with us. (laughs) But if your shit's garbage, we're going to let you know. When I hear percolating, I think of it like that Baltimore club song. Like, it's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. <laughs> I think I'm being biased just because I'm thinking that it's going to sound like that. What if this shit really does bump though? Like, who would have... What if Cole Beasley, like, retires from the NFL for a rap career? I mean, he looks like a skinny Scott Storch. He could be. <laughs> like... Hey, also, Cole Beasley, shout out to Cole Beasley because I always have him on my fantasy squad every year. And there's always a few weeks that this man comes through for me <laughs> big time. Guarantee nine receptions, even if they're all under. If you're in a PPR league, yep. guarantee nine receptions. Cole Beasley is a must-have. As I look at the great Steel City boys in front of me, Cole Beasley. It's so funny how like people talk about those old-school players. Cole Beasley's probably better than Lynn Swan. Let's keep it real. Like, a lot of these receivers nowadays, in terms of, like, being able to run routes and athletic ability, I mean, these slot receivers, I've seen Odell Beckham Jr. is probably the greatest receiver I've ever seen physically on the field. Like, I think these old school dudes don't compare Mm. to these new school cats. Mm. I don't think so. Dude. Yeah, I just said that. And I'm still this guy. Randy Moss, bro. Randy Moss is the greatest receiver of all time. I'm not talking about Randy Moss. I'm talking about like Lynn Swan and shit. I'm talking about like pre-1980. Like pre-Billy White Shoes Johnson. <laughs> Y'all were in basically the the stone age of football, bro. Y'all threw the ball like 15 times a game. That shit doesn't count. Yeah. But nah, man. Motherfuckers like, was doing coke before games. Motherfuckers still probably doing coke before games. Fair enough. <laughs> Now. But it was man, they was doing that stepped on shit back then. <laughs> you saw the dude from the Miami Dolphins. That was that pure cocaina. That was that pure white. That was that pure cocaine. You know damn well. Like whoever played for the Dolphins in the eighties was having a grand old time. Fuck yeah, the coach for the Dolphins just got fired. He was the old line coach doing cocaine. Remember that? When he got fired, the old line coach that was doing coke. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stripper. Yeah. It just happened this year. So Miami's still turning up. Yo, these dude, people be getting caught up on video and need to like know better. Like this day and age, nothing is fucking safe. He's nothing. 51. He was like fifty-one. He looked seventy. He looked terrible. Coke. That's why letters don't be getting written no more. Like nobody writes letters no more because people are afraid you're gonna take a picture and put that shit online. Paper trail, dude. Like you know the best way to get around the the screenshots is to just start sending voice messages. Yes. Like, cause iMessage allow, allows that you just send a voice message. Cause then after they listen to it, it like kind of goes away. Yes. And you can't screenshot no voice message. You just see the wet, the sound waves. <laughs> this is true. This is true. If you're gonna say some shady shit to a female, that's the best way to get around her screenshotting. It. Unless she's around her girls at the time. Cause right. then it's so like then she can play it, and then it's like out loud, and then it's like, oh, you heard what this nigga said. <laughs> Garbage. 
Yeah, man. The man, this technology is not looking out for the modern male. Like with that whole face scan shit, you can just scan a motherfucker face while he's sleeping and boom, got your whole. Let me see what he up to. That's why even my phone don't have face scan, but even if it did, I'm putting a number lock on it too. Not a thumb lock, because they could do that too. Plus, they said if the feds pull you over and all you have is like thumb or face, they can make you open it. Because it's not intellectual property, but if it's a number code, you you can't be forced to enter it because it's intellectual property. Yeah, man. Modern technology. They're definitely not looking out for us. That fingerprint technology, that's just the first step. Because eventually they're just going to use it as some type of ease of access thing saying, well, just make your life easier. You don't want the money in your arm? Yeah, we're just going to put it in your arm. You don't want all that in your arm? And then it's going to be like that movie with Justin Timberlake. Time Stoppers. Uh, I never saw that movie, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Save up your time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to ever be somewhere and it's like, just scan your finger to, to pay for your debit card. And it's like, mm, no thanks. Low key, I love paying for shit with my phone. It's not even low key, it's high key. I love paying for shit with my phone. Yeah. I, buzz I don't do that. When that came out, I was like, if they can hack people's iCloud to get some nudes off somebody's phone, like, they can get your bank info and shit. But your banking is already online. Yeah, but websites are more secure than an Apple phone. You think so? Hell yeah. I don't think websites. Well. So do you use Cash App? Uh, only, only for like once or twice. But if you're checking accounts, like, I don't know. I feel like all that shit's the same, bro. If that shit's in the cloud, it's in the cloud. That bank, that online banking thing. Doesn't really like cloud though. Like online banking is not really cloud. But any info on your phone, like, that can go to the cloud. That's what I'm saying. I just feel like it's all in the same ether. I don't be saving my <laughs> my info. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, it's all credit card stuff. So, I mean, if they steal my credit, I mean, they'll fuck my credit up. Worst case scenario, but at least they're not taking my cash, my liquidity. But I just like paying for shit with my phone, but I already know that's just one step away from putting it in my arm. Yeah. I know it. Yo, I love carrying around cash, but now that I don't work in, uh, like, the restaurant business anymore, I don't ever have it. Cash sucks, man. I'm not gonna lie. I like having at least 100 bucks in my pocket, but it's dirty. Um, and I don't get points for cash. Yeah, there's no paper trail with cash. There's no paper trail with cash. Like, now that I have anything to hide, but, like, still, I just don't want to have no paper trail. I don't murder people. Don't it's, like, same with privacy. Like, like, when I made a, I made a big deal about, uh... Like they watch you and shit. It's like, well, if you have nothing to hide, it's like, no, I have nothing to hide. It's still my own privacy. Like my house clearly isn't four glass walls because I don't want you looking in my goddamn house. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I say all that about like not caring, and I still have my laptop screen covered because I don't want people watching me jerk off. Even though I'm perfectly comfortable with my body, I walk around naked all the time. But I feel you. I know what you mean. Yeah, man. Like. It's like you don't need to be looking at me emailing my like my friends or coworkers. Like you're just gonna find stupid ass memes, but still, like <laughs> that's true. It's like oh, let's check the text. Yeah, you're violating my privacy. Like, mm. just don't piss anybody off at the NSA. Like I don't have friends in high up places in those like homeland security sectors, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, like, and I don't want to date a chick that works for any of those departments. <laughs> Super spy on your phone. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Even if she's like an administrative assistant or something like that for the deal. No. No. She can just like, um, during the bathroom break, like hop on the computer real quick. Exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah, that you, type of shit you see in movies where they're like, 
Oh yeah, they were like uh like there's a car out front. Uh oh, was it this kind of car? Yeah, yeah, that was the car and they went outside and it's like print out some shit real quick. It'd be no problem. It'd be no problem. All she needs is your name. And just ask one of the dudes that she's fucking at DNSA. And as soon as you piss her off, she goes to him and it's like, Hey, got his credit card information. Pull all that. Pull all that from the cloud. Yo, make it rain on his ass. Alright, so kind of similar, but like, you know that show Mike and Molly? Yeah. And uh, like Molly's sister be smoking a tree around Mike. Like I've never seen the show. Oh, uh, well, Mike's a cop and her sister like is a pothead. So sometimes she'll like say stuff about smoking. Okay. And he like kind of lets it go. Mm. It's like, could you ever date a cop? Like, I don't know. It depends if she was cool. Like, if she looked out of the way, but then in some instances, I feel like that would be kind of like... Because I don't fuck with cops like that. So. I wouldn't want to put her career at risk like that. I would fuck a cop, but would I date one and consider marrying one and having children with it? No, because I smoke weed. It's like Mrs. Officer. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. It would just be like a fetish thing. I see lady cops all the time around D.C., though, and I get really aroused. Not like physically, but just... Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. They look good. I don't know, that female authority figure, something about it. Something about the uniform? Yeah. And I don't know, I mean, I saw Donald Glover say something about um, not being able to settle down with somebody outside of his race. Not being able to marry a chick outside of your race. It feels like that's closed-minded, but I understand. It's the same thing as what you're saying with the cop. It's like... Well, no, I mean, he's, you don't, you he don't, goes out with a white lady. Or he yeah, has he kids had, with a white woman. Yeah, kids with a white woman, but he's saying like he, he, did, he couldn't see himself marrying one. Or settling down with one, coming home to one every day. I don't know. I think he's married, though. Is he married now? Maybe that's something he said. Maybe that's something he said a couple years back. And he said he was getting arguments about it, but he maybe he came to shit um, a realization with that conflict within himself. Like, I've seen like, this comment on Twitter. It's like, like, don't speak this pro-black shit if you're dating a white woman. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, no, that's not being able to hold two competing ideas at the same time. But I say all that to say... The idea is the same. Like when you come at home to somebody that just doesn't live the same lifestyle you live or have the same ideas on the world or society that you have. So like if you're dating a cop, it's like you're saying, well, you just, I can't fuck with you because you believe in authority. You believe in all this different shit. He's equating white people to believing in just something he don't believe in, at least when he did this interview. I feel like it would be weird. Like you could get in some trouble if you were dating a lady cop. Like she's cool with it one day you smoke a tree, and then mm -hmm. like the next day, it's like you say something stupid. It's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, that's what oh, I'm saying. Cuffs on it. That's why you can't fuck with them because they're just collecting data for later, for when you finally <laughs> do the thing that's gonna piss them off and push them past that point of no return. Yeah, it's like instead of like the stupid quotes from. Like 12 months ago, it's like, oh, I have a police report that I never filed from 12 months ago. Exactly. Every lady's got that PNR. And just worse than that, what if you're fucking with a dirty cop? And she's willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. To get her vengeance. Like, like, uh, shit, what's her name? I can't remember. I was going to say, like, the lady in Training Day dating Denzel. Yeah. The one in training day, which one? Was it Eva Mendez? Eva Mendez? I mean, she seems, but she was just, what, what do you mean like her? 
Like she knew she was with a dirty cop. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 my bad, yeah, yeah, Denzel was a dirty cop, I'm yeah. thinking from a guy perspective, oh, I just, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, but no, yeah, yeah, she was, she was down for the cause, he had the perfect chick, the little kid though, poor little kid, mijo, that <laughs> <laughs> was so funny, oh man, yeah, Denzel, great actor or greatest actor? You know he just got his first sequel. Uh, was it that? Don't don't tell me it's the the one where he's like a fighter or something. Not a fighter, but he's like a spy detective dude. It's one of those movies where he shouldn't be doing it at fifty. It's Equalizer too. Equalizer, that one, yeah. How is that the first sequel that Denzel has, dude? Like, because all his movies are like dramas. Dramas don't really get sequels. He, this is this is the first time he's getting into that action film genre when you really think about it. I mean, there's, I mean, there's plenty of movies that could have had sequels. Name one. Like Man on Fire could have had a sequel, unless he died. I don't. He really died remember. at the end of Man on Fire. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely died at the end. Of, that's the worst. There could be a sequel to that. <laughs> nah, nah. Probably the only one that could be a sequel is uh, American Gangster. If you did it from like where he starts helping uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, see, so I've seen a version of that where there's like an extended ending and they walk through the city after he gets let out. Have you seen that version? It's like I think 10 I've minutes. I've seen that clip, yeah. Yeah, maybe not 10 minutes. Maybe I'm over exaggerating. But in any case, yeah, I mean, I don't think any of his movies have warranted a sequel, really. When you think about it, I mean, maybe he got game. You know, the one that he did with Ray Allen back in the day. What maybe. a great movie. Great movie. Great sports movie. Top five sports movie of all time. But I'd have to think on that list. That's top five. He got games top five. I don't think you have to think too hard about that. It's on Mount Rushmore. Because when you think about basketball movies, what do you got? He got game, blue chips, hoop dreams. What else you throwing in there? Coach Carter. I mean, there's only so many really good basketball movies out there. Space Jam. Yeah, I mean, you, now you're just reaching. <laughs> the Six Man. Yeah, Six Man. <laughs> Isn't that the one with fucking Kadeem Hardison? That's James with the Wayans brothers. Yeah, with the Wayans brothers. And Kadeem Hardison was the good player. He's like short. I mean, that was his brother that was actually good at basketball. Like a dunk and shit. I think it was Kadeem Hardison. Um, what else? Uh, Love and Basketball. Love and... I don't know if I count. I mean, that's a sports movie, technically. If we count that one, that's like top five for sure. Uh, Glory Road. Glory Road. Ah, nah, that's not top five. Definitely not. That's not even top five I mean, basketball that, movies. Well, yeah, you see, we were talking basketball movies there. Yeah, if, if you want to talk about sports movie, movies, yeah. I mean, you got yeah. Friday Night Lights is a great movie. Jerry Friday Maguire is a great fucking movie. I don't count Jerry Maguire. That movie. Uh, it's good. It spawned like a Any million Sunday sports is a good movie. Which one? Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Major League. <laughs> it's a great movie. Uh, so we got to pick one from all of the major sports. Okay, hold on. Does basketball count? Damn it. <laughs> so that gets its own category because that's not a real sport. So basketball would be fit. That's got to be top five. Because basketball is such a funny-ass movie. It, and it's Trey Parker and Matt Stone. What about, like, Mike? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shad Moss will not be anywhere on the list. 
there's so many sports movies that would name like basketball. Friday Night Lights is the football one for me. Like if we're doing a top five and we got to pick one from each of the major sports categories, major league's the only baseball one unless you're doing like Field of Dreams or some bullshit like that. Or you want to do forty two? I actually never seen Field of Dreams. Don't. Um, what about the bench warmers? I don't count that. Really. I mean, it was funny. It was all right. That was the one with uh, Napoleon Dynamite and Rob Schneider and shit. Right? Yeah. That was so goofy. It was almost too goofy. I couldn't even get through it, but well, I've seen it a couple times. Bad News Bears. And I'm not talking about the new one. The old one. That's a classic. I'll put Sandlot. Sandlot there. is a great Yeah, so great I put that in over Major League. So Sandlot's my baseball one. Basketball, Friday Night Lights, Sandlot. And not in this order. But now we got to pick. Damn, I forgot Air Bud. I really like. Yeah, Air, Air Bud is a good movie, <laughs> but I don't know if you can say it's the best basketball movie. Fair enough. Nostalgia. Right. It's like a kids movie. Fair enough. All right, you're right. Hoop Dreams is really good. You ever seen that documentary? I think so. I'm not sure though. That's the one where the kids basically. There's one kid who's a blue chip recruit at this big time school that. Isaiah Thomas went to in high school and they think oh yeah he's definitely destined for the NBA but he hurts his knees and he still goes D1 but you know he doesn't pan out and then another kid who uh, is from the wrong side of the tracks and isn't as good as this kid or as talented and doesn't have the funds to go to the private school and it just shows their trajectory it's kind of interesting it follows them all the way up to adulthood oh you know another good baseball movie is rookie of the year where the kid like breaks his arm and then like the, t the ligaments are all tight in his arms so he can pitch like 90 some miles an hour. I think I've heard of that. I've never seen it though. And then he plays for the Cubs and then they go to the playoffs and then he does the same thing like falls on the ball and the powers go away. Damn, that's he hurt his arm. Yeah, I mean he's like a 10 year old kid, like 13 year old kid. Who yeah. plays in the major leagues. Yeah, no, 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 I've heard of this. I and then there's Rookie. It. That's a that's an alright movie. Rookie is a real movie, though, right? It's based on, I think, a real story, yeah. Yeah, I've heard it. That's about a picture. Yo, is Talladega Nights? Is that a... Uh, yeah, NASCAR. Is that a, a sport? Is that a sport movie? Does that count? That definitely counts. What about Semi-Pro? Semi-Pro? <laughs> that movie is so stupid, basketball man. category. Which one did I pick for basketball? Whichever I pick, Semi-Pro's better. Uh, you went with He Got Game. He got game is great, but semi-pros hilarious. I already got a comedy though. I already got basketball in there. Fake sport. I already got it covered. Yeah, that shit is so funny though. Jackie Moon is like he threw the ball up in the air and threw it through the hoop. It's like they don't know what alley hoop is. When he, the fact that he could buy a team based off the success of just one hit wonder, and he had that one song. How'd it go? <laughs> it was like that jingle. I oh, love me sexy. I'm gonna make you love me sexy. And then his mom was Patty LaFucking Bell. Right? <laughs> I threw up, now. I did it. Oh, man. Like, that's where the afro comes from. Oh, my goodness. That's that Jew love. And uh, Andre 3000's in it. Um, yeah. Coffee Black. Coffee Black. You saw her. You was on the bench. <laughs> I got me a ring too on the bench. And then, and then Woody Harrelson, and they trade, they trade the washing machine for Woody. Harrelson. Whoa, whoa, that's Moxon. That's Mox, all right. And then he's like banging his ex, and the dude's such a fan, he's okay with it. 
It's <laughs> like jerking off to Moxon banging it. Oh, man. Hey, man. He knocked out. No one he say he knocked out Julius Irvin or something like that. Yeah, he's like, uh, it's like, oh, it's all right, man. It's being a jive turkey. He's like, what'd you call me? It's like, he called you a cocksucker, man. That's all he called you. He said, you suck cock. He's like, nah, what'd you call me, man? I think he called me a JT. <laughs> Nobody called anybody a JT here, all right? <laughs> There's no need for the hostility. Yeah, man, he just said you like to suck cocks. Yeah, that seems so funny. <laughs> so, well, last time I heard that, I was in fucking numb. <laughs> you guys so pissed. And then the gun goes off anyway, and he goes through the cast, like, he's like, oh, is everyone okay? And then, like, the blood just starts coming out the hole. <laughs> yeah, well, that movie's under I remember seeing that in theaters with a friend of mine. And him and walking out, and he was saying, "Yeah, they basically just gave Will Ferrell a camera and said, do whatever you want.'" I was like, "You know, they had the bear in there at the end. There's a live bear." <laughs> oh, and he escaped. Yes. Oh, and then the corn dogs. It's like the kindness, no. And then he's like, "Corn dogs, Jackie. Corn dogs for everyone." <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, that's a classic movie. Will Ferrell. Uh, I mean, the skits that he's doing with that, uh, the Wix commercials. Did you see the parade that he did with Molly Shannon? No, nah, I didn't. Dog, they did some parade coverage of some random city, and it was so spot on that the people from the city thought it was real news coverage. And throughout, they're just trashing the city. They're trashing the city and all the people in the parade, just like little condescending remarks like, hmm, oh, wow. Can't believe she made it this year. Like little shit like that, but like they're acting like real news reporters. And people started tweeting, like, I can't believe he would show this during the parade. And <laughs> it was so funny, man. And then they went on like Jimmy Kimmel as the characters and he's doing this commercial run for Wix as the news reporter dude. Like, I really I really love my cats. I made a website about all my cats. Like uh, so hilarious. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so that sounds pretty good. Yeah, he plays jazz flute. <laughs> so random, man. Sounds like Anchorman. Yeah, it's like Anchorman meets one of these characters he would play for SNL or something. It's like an SNL character come to life for sure. True. Uh, did you? I didn't see. Did you see the Donald Glover SNL? Yeah, I saw a lot of them on YouTube. I just saw a few of the skits. Uh, oh, so many. Yeah. Uh, the the Cleveland joint was so funny. The Cleveland Cavs one? Yeah, it, Sorry, didn't, it, it didn't air. It didn't air on TV, but like they posted it. Yeah, it's just so funny. It's like, My bad. We the other Cavs. <laughs> it's like we help LeBron with whatever he needs, except basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. And then he had one where uh, he was making fun of '80s like synth music. Remember the era of 80s love songs where it was just all these vindictive dudes that got cheated on? Mm -hmm. Did you see that? that no. Part? Oh, my God. The only few I saw, I saw the, uh, the Cavs one. I saw Kanye Place. Oh. Um, I saw, I think that might be it, actually. I didn't see it a lot. And then, uh, of course, you know, the This Is America video. I seen that. You saw the music video? Yeah. Uh, his performance was shitty, but that's one of the songs. I mean, how do you perform that live? To, yeah, to you, I don't know. Across? You really can't. Because uh, it's not a great song. You know, I mean, it's good. 
I like how he's just like, I want you to play. I made it so you played on 4th of July. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. He's like, it's not It's not my place to, to talk about what it means. Like, bro, you made it. What are you talking about? No, he's he's on this, he, man, he's on this tortured genius shit. Like, where he feels like, man, I'm above having to explain my art. Because it is so self-explanatory. It's a really simple song. And that's why I think he feels like I don't need to explain it. But because it's so simple, people think... He needs to explain what's between the lines. I mean, there's a lot going on in the video, though. More no, more so than the song. Because if you think about it, it was probably one take. I mean, like, like one shot the whole time. Not. You're talking about from a production standpoint. Then, like, all the shit in the back. Like, because obviously it's, like, hit him in the foreground. Like, all the shit in the foreground. And then the real shit is in the background. But, so you got a whole bunch of different shit. From a production standpoint, I didn't even think about that. The one-shot aspect. That's pretty dope. Like, because there could be a reason why he did that instead of multiple. I mean, it could be more than one shot because it's a five-minute video. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it looks like one, just like one long shot. It does. Even No, I think it is. Now that you say it, I've seen the video like three times. I'm pretty sure it is one long shot now that you say it. Even the part where he's running at the end from all the people. I don't think there's any. I think that might be the only cut. But yeah, I there's, mean, there's that, and then there's one where they cut. Uh, he like climb, like climbs up on the the. Uh, no, it's not when he climbs on the car, but they like come around a corner. Like that might be the only other time yeah. that I could see. But yeah, I mean, there could be some like significance to that, or you could just be leaving it up to you know the viewer to come up with the meaning. So, and that's the thing. He wants to leave it up to our interpretation because. Donald Glover is one of these people that's on that, oh, we're all artists kick. He's a Libra. So he's like, and I'm a Libra, so I understand Libras. No, I'm joking. I don't believe in that. But he was just saying how, like, he thinks everybody's an artist, so, yeah, he thinks they should be able to interpret it for themselves. Yeah. And I I believe that for sure. And to me, the message is so simple and pure. He says it in the lyrics. This is America. Look what you whipping. Like, everybody worried about the wrong things while everybody is killing themselves with either mass media or getting shot out here by the police if they don't kill themselves first with misinformation or well yeah but i mean there was also like the jim crow symbolism and all that shit but that 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 jim crow symbolism was just white people killing black people and then us killing ourselves too i mean i think that was pretty self-explanatory i mean it would be nice to hear him say it but because there's a i mean there's a lot of shit to think about though like the dude who walks to the guitar in the beginning like is he drawn to it because of what music can bring you or like you know what i mean like there's that there's there's just a lot I think that's people creating shit for themselves a symbolism in the I mean dude's wearing all white walking to the Mm -hmm. guitar it's like who knows yeah well all white represents pure freedom and if you hear him talk about white in the past he talks about white representing a blank slate and then uh and he he talks about white being something you can espouse any values to because it's clean and pure but I think you are right about leaving out the interpretation and it is self-explanatory because both times it's like bullet through the homie's head this is America shoots down the choir which obviously is like mimicking the South Carolina shooting but like shoots him down hands the gun this is America like exactly and then the lyrics are I mean look what I'm whipping don't catch you slipping but you know it's like police be tripping it's like pretty it's pretty self-explanatory bro yeah like I get where everybody wants to. I mean, he's wearing those Civil War era pants. Like, he's wearing the Confederacy's uniforms pants throughout the video. And then, like, the dancing. Exactly. So, I mean, there's a, like you said, there's a lot of symbolism there where it would be nice to hear him say, well, this is why I did that. But I don't think there's any explanation for it. 
He might have just been doing it just to do it in the moment. Well, the creative director, his creative director, who also works on Atlanta, said in an interview that uh, it's like to normalize black culture in America. Like that video, that's what the purpose of the video is. Interesting. Something like that. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's not the sole purpose, obviously, but one of them. I guess to normalize the black experience. It's like this is what black people go through. They go through worrying about materialism. They go through worrying about the police trying to kill them. And they go through worrying about each other trying to pull each other down with that crab in the bucket mentality. Because that's what the whole video was. Well, it took, yeah, I mean, to me, it was like Donald Glover's having this grand old time throughout the whole video. But the real, real aspects of. It's like, oh, hey, we want you to look over here when really what black culture is is all the scary shit, not all the fun shit that Donald Glover was doing. Mm -hmm. And then everybody chasing him in the end was just all the demons trying to catch up to him in terms of whatever it is, whether it's society, his own people, just a bunch. Like you said, it's a lot going on, but it's easy to sort of break down for yourself. I think pretty much everybody agrees that it was a real deep video. That's why it's got so many views and it's blowing up the Internet. At the same time, the season finale of Atlanta just dropped, which, boy. Yeah, dude. Also, those other two episodes that I caught up on, the FUBU episode, funny as shit, bro. I was caught off guard by the end, though. Like, I didn't see that coming. How relevant was that FUBU episode, though? Like, that shit at the end, bro, like, super caught me off guard, though. Like The kid killing himself? I yeah, know. when he comes in to be like, oh, yeah, he committed suicide. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it just was a turn I didn't see. The thing for me about that is it was so relevant because that actually happened to me in middle school and uh, elementary school. Kid didn't kill himself. One kid tried to commit suicide over a girl once when I was in elementary school. But you remember that was a big deal in the late 90s, early 2000s. Like mass suicide, it was like 13 kids every week or something like that was jumping off buildings and stuff because of depression. It's like when bullying. Well, it's like today, people. man. Like, it's worse now because of the internet, but that's when bullying first came to the forefront and kids first started getting cell phones and stuff. So that's why that shit was so relevant to me. And then the FUBU thing, like when the white boy was like, I've been wearing this shit all week. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> like it was just showing two different aspects of culture. Like meanwhile, I got to worry about my livelihood as a kid for the next four years getting bullied getting just for some shit that might not even be real or fake or whatever it's crazy yeah that shit was funny when the white kid was like yeah but we're in the same thing all week <laughs> the white boy was like I don't think it's that big a deal <laughs> because that really is I went to during that age I was in school in New York bro if you didn't have the freshest shit people were riding you it really was a thing people were making fun of you being poor bro so this is man said he got the Phoebe the Phoebe <laughs> That shit was... Niggas is wearing fake FUBU now? They were like, oh, Jason's... Whatever the kid's name. He's not here. He's like, oh, he's coming, he's coming. And then, like, all day he's hoping he ain't coming. And then he shows up, and then Purple Boy just walks by. He's like, man, that shit is real. That shit is fake. And then they start clowning the kid who's like, not... Like, they all thought was the... Master of authenticity. That easy. Man, of course he gonna say it was made in China. He Chinese. <laughs> Oh, we're from the Philippines, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that was so hilarious. 
And that, but that just shows the pull that Paperboy had. I mean, he was robbing lockers. And I mean, he he had shit on lock even then with the principal and everything. He's like, well, I think it was also to show like the relationship between Earn and Paperboy because the way the previous episode left off, like when you didn't know what was going on, you had uh, it end on like this cliffhanger of like, well, is he really fired or? Because the way I took it was he wasn't fired. I took it as like, this is your last warning, bro. But like some people I know took it as he was fired. When they went to the frat house? Yeah. Who's this motherfucker? That get out, the pull the car over. Like, dude, you know you're gonna get your ass whooped. Why even try? He knew that, bro. He knew that. Darius, though. Darius is my favorite character. The hood mystical. The hood mystic. He's that man. But, uh. Yeah, that's right. The pajama part. That bitch was crazy, dude. Like, that's so relevant. It spilled a drink. Like, yo, she didn't even notice, man. She was like, seeing him talking to my drink on his head, chop, cut up all the shit. Crazy college chicks when she's like, I had this dream. You were in it. And I ate you. <laughs> what? I mean, he handled it as smooth as he could, but what the hell was Earn thinking, bro, just to save $150? Like, Earn really was slacking as a manager, and he needed to tighten up. So, the frat house shit is kind of funny, too. It's like the craziest white boy shit. And then they got the Confederate flags and shit, and they're just sitting there, like, happy as can be, talking to Paperboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that, yo. <laughs> he starts singing that shit. Oh, yeah, you like... He named like a like a decent artist too, and then he started like just singing Laffy Taffy. You remember that Laffy Taffy? I'm like, and that's exactly how those country white frat boys are. They're like, oh yeah, I love black music, man. You remember uh, Steel Tipping? <laughs> white man, I was in seventh grade. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, man, like. I like uh, Trinidad James. Yeah, like, yeah, they really good. This is shit from like 07. This is some shit that, oh man. Yeah, but those those episodes, reminiscent, man. Uh, that FUBU shit was so true. I remember getting fake shit. <laughs> and being like, damn, I can't wear this anymore. You know what I took away from that episode? Is don't buy no FUBU from Marshalls. Hell no. Anything that's discounted. And then at the end when she goes, don't say I never did anything for you. Well, I, I love, Mar yeah, I love Marshalls, but <laughs> I mean, I yeah, she did. She bought in the blue joint. Exactly. Yeah, I used to rock uh, polos for Marshall all the time. I mean, you get the shit for for the low. Hell yeah, I get my dad shirts from there. Yeah. The short sleeve button downs with the patterns, because they're cheap, bro. It's like, fuck it, the cut might be a little off. Yeah, exactly. And it's all it is is the shit that they got marked down from the department store. Or, like, the shit that's out of season from the department store. Yeah, it's like the shit that won't sell in, like, previous seasons or some shit. Exactly. Yo, how presumptuous is this of fucking a fast food place? I was coming out of Wendy's, and you know how places will say, oh, thanks for coming, whatever. You know, see you again. Come back soon. Yeah. Wendy's shit says... Thanks for choosing Wendy's. We'll see you tomorrow. What? Like, yeah, you're coming back. <laughs> we know what we put in these fries. We got nicotine in that shit. Like, you're coming back. You sprinkle cocaine on these fries. <laughs> you coming back for this Coke burger. 
we we had cracking this cheese, everything. You coming back? So I was like, damn, that's really, really, you know, that's a little overzealous of them. Now I'm never coming back to this Wendy's just because you told me you're going to see me again tomorrow. Right. But yeah, they had the two for six going on. Dude, nobody touches Chick Fil A on the customer service ever. And their mobile app, bro. If you if you order from Chick Fil A as a regular person, and you don't have a mobile app. What the fuck you doing with your life, man? It's like TSA pre-check for Chick Fil A. Why are you getting Chick Fil A like a like a noob? Wait, yeah, I don't, I don't use the app, bro. Use the app and you accrue points, bro. You start getting rewards. I get free cookies, free ice cream, free chicken biscuits. Like I'll go buy Chick Fil A. And it'll pop up on my app to say, hey, you're near Chick-fil-A. And it's like, I don't even want anything. But it say, hey, you have a reward. Oh, shit, I'll get a free chicken sandwich on the way. Uh, see, normally the, I'll go to Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. But normally I'll go because uh, the student rush with the Wizards, they give you card for free meal. Mm. So I just go to use one of those. Fair enough. Yo, a year ago today was when John Wall hit that three in uh, game six against Boston to make it go game seven <laughs> in the Eastern uh, – Semi, the semifinals in the Eastern Conference. That shit was mm, crazy. Sure it was cold, but you only remember that if you're a Wizards fan. I have no recollection. <laughs> like zero. And I'm a basketball fan, but zero recollection of that. It's like you and 40 other Wizards fans remember that day. Well, it popped up on Instagram. They posted, like, it was one year ago today. Oh, it's on Bleacher Report or something? No, it was on the Wizards Instagram. Posted it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely for the diehard fans. That's what's that in the beltway? That's an in the beltway reference. <laughs> but yeah, I um, I'm excited for tomorrow's game, Celtics Cavs game one. Dude, I think the series five games. Who's winning? You think the Celtics are gonna win in five games? No, I think Cavs in five. Oh, Cavs in five? Oh, fair enough. That's what I think too. I just don't see who. I don't think the concern for the Celtics is slowing down LeBron. LeBron's going to do LeBron things. I think it's slowing down the cast that plays with LeBron. But Cavs Eastern Conference Finals were round one. When it comes down to the end of the end of the game, LeBron's just going to take over who exactly. who's going to check LeBron. That's what I'm saying. Cavs Finals were round one. That was their toughest matchup. Because NBA playoffs are all about matchups. They just yeah they, the the Pacers just matched up pretty great with. With the Cavs for some reason. And what's so crazy is if they add Paul George in free agency, which they won't. But if they do, they would have beat, like, if they had Paul George now with that makeup of OKC mishmash that they put together, they would have beat, beat the Cavs, I think. Because that's all they needed was a Paul George S type player, but they probably wouldn't have played the same. I don't know. The way he played. The rhythm would have been off. I know. The way he played in the playoffs for OKC. Oh, yeah, true. He had one game. Playoff P made one appearance, and then it was a fuckboy P performed in all the other games. It was. He was on that Gatorade smooth shit. He was way too smooth. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. But then, I mean, the Pacers are talking about maybe looking at him. Like, well, the GM Pitcher, or yeah. the owner came out and was like, we want to make sure it's the right fit. Yeah. But you know this man's going to L.A.? Yeah. He already went and bought a house, already, like, looking at houses he out there with his girlfriend and shit. He's an idiot. I mean, he, I mean, that's not, I don't know, he's not an idiot. I just wouldn't go to L.A. I he, mean, they got young, they got some young players that are on the up and up, man. Bro, you can go to the Sixers. No, Sixers are going to try and get LeBron. They would take Paul George. You don't think, they, you don't think they're going to make I think they're either going to try and sign LeBron or trade for Kawhi. Damn. Strong move. Strong words. I don't know. I think 
If they make a push for Paul George, that's just what they need. Another wing score? You think that his playoff appearance this past season just hurt his stock that bad? I don't think it hurt his stock like that, but, I mean, it probably did a little bit. But at the same time, he has his heart set on L.A. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's been known for years that he just wants to go home. Yeah, you're right. And then with the talent there, I don't see why he wouldn't. You have Brandon Ingram, who's what, was just in his second year, and is pretty good. Lonzo Ball, as much as you love to hate him because of his dad. He's good. He's good. I like Lonzo. Uh, Julius Randle stepped up this year, had a pretty good year. Fair enough. I mean, I don't know how many years is on that IT contract. I can't argue that. It's going to be any team Paul George is going to is going to be a decent team. So Kuzma is there. Forgot about Kuzma. You just need a bunch of wing players though, and Lonzo. I don't I mean. Kuzma's a four. Randall plays a five. Yeah, that's a small team. I mean, they're playing small ball for real. They're playing Warrior style ball. Well, the other center was uh, Zubac. Was um, Lopez one of the Lopez? Brooke yeah, Lopez. Yeah, Brooke, yeah, the better Lopez. When in actuality, I think Robin's the better Lopez. Let me keep it real. Let me keep it funky. I mean, Brooke had some fantastic years recently. That's that's the only thing that helps him. But that hurts him, too, because it leads him to believe he can hit these shots and teams start to rely on him offensively when he's not hitting that shit. Whereas Robin, all you need out of him is a double. Not even double-double. You need rebounds and hustle. And he's going to get that every single game. I would rather get consistent hustle and rebounds out of Robin than some if iffy, iffy, sometimes offense from Brooke. See, here's what's wrong with, with to me, with the centers in today's game is that they're kind of going obsolete, like the traditional big man is becoming obsolete. So they all think that they can start to shoot when they can't. Yeah. Dwight Howard has realized this. He still plays like traditional big man. He still tears it up. Yeah. But, like, dudes like Brooke Lopez shouldn't be trying to take shots. I see him being taking threes off some random shit in these games against the Celtics. I'm like, bro, this is the beginning of the shot clock, anger center. Yes. You don't need to be taking threes. That's what you got. Covington for. That's what you got. McConnell for. And as skilled as he is down low and as big as he is, he could dominate. So I've seen him take threes on smaller players. But he can hit threes. I'm not he taking can. that away from him. But, like, you're not AD, bro. And, and AD can hit threes because he got his ghost spurt, like, late. Exactly. And even him, I mean, AD's not hitting 40%. I no, mean, and, like, Horford hits threes, but he don't be taking them like that. It's oh, like, man. you need to know when to take them. But, I don't know, I, traditional big men, like, that's kind of missing from the game. Well, the thing is, it's so obsolete that when you see one, it's like a unicorn. That's why Joel Embiid is such a... Uh, you know, outlier in today's game. Him, DeMarcus Cousins. Like Shaq would, but even Cousins, but he's just shooting threes too. He shoots threes, but DeMarcus. I'm talking about like if Shaq played today, he would still dominate, but he wouldn't be like as dominant as he was. Yes, he would. No, because the teams, who would he be able to cover? Shaq was physical and athletic enough to be able to cover. Like if a team went small and had a good small lineup, Shaq would be run off the floor. You'd be pretty much be playing four on one on the defensive end. I mean, four on five on the defensive end. But they would just, you're saying they would pull him out of the paint and have him out on the perimeter. But Joel Embiid's still effective. Then if you run the if like if if the Lakers when Shaq was on the Lakers, now I know there was Kobe, but like played the Warriors now or the Pelicans now because the Pelicans had the fastest pace in the NBA, mm-hmm. he would get tired like that. He, he wouldn't be able to play. Shaq. Like he need Orlando Shaq, yeah. He couldn't. You couldn't get Shaq out of shape. Lakers Shaq wouldn't like. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's why big like big men. Like, yeah, same thing would happen with Yao Ming or any of them. 
Yeah, but those dudes, like you said, they're huge. You need agile. Big men aren't made like that anymore. Carl Anthony Towns is the pinnacle of the big man, the lean big man. He's about seven foot. I mean, Shaq was only seven one, but he's three three thirty. Exactly. Like. If he'd have stayed his size that he was in Orlando, he'd have been fine. Like Dwight Howard can run the floor and shit. I mean, he's only about six ten though. But still, I mean, but he's, I mean, he's, he's kind of obsolete too. That's a, well. I mean, he you, makes himself obsolete because he's not skilled. But Joel Embiid, I mean, he's, he'll never be obsolete. He's, well, because he's not a traditional big man. Like he is a hybrid he, big man. He can play like one down low though. He can, and he's phys, Like I'm saying, like I'm talking about his um ability to run the floor and stuff. Like being felt. Like that's all just conditioning. Like, I don't think that should affect your ability to stay on the floor and guard people. Yeah. Like, Shaq would have been able to because he was skilled enough. He just got fat. It's just at the same time, like, the other team has the ability to put up points like that, and you still feed through the paint. Like, you're not yes. going to be able to keep up with a team that can score That's the that fast. But nobody, who's doing that? Though? The Warriors, like you said? And Most NBA is, runs and guns now. You think What team really runs a half-court offense other than probably Memphis because they just play slow and San Antonio because that's Popovich. Exactly, but who successfully is hitting those three? Like, who's winning with three-point shooting other than the Warriors? Who won the title that way other than the Warriors? I mean, the Cavs don't play through the, the low. The Rockets don't Rockets. play through the low. Like, they just don't play... Charlotte might play through the through the post, and they what they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you have a transcendent talent, you can play whichever way. I mean, and they're gonna adapt to the new style. Like no successful team in today's game plays through the post or at a slower pace, like the Spurs do, and that's because they play the most fundamental basketball anyone has ever seen, and they're boring to watch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just have to have either that style of player have transcendent talent or a system that works. Like, the reason the Lakers won those titles, or won those titles is because they ran a system and they had transcendent talent that made the system work. And that's why Gortat sucks, because he's a traditional big man and he's not even good at that. Exactly. He's not effective at being a traditional He would be a better, like, power forward coming off the bench mm -hmm. than starting center. But I just think about when Shaq was playing for the Phoenix Suns. I remember watching one game where he had like 42 and 18 or something like that on Chris Bosh. Because they were trying to do what you're saying. They're trying to spread the floor. And it's just, Shaq just dominated his ass. Like at some point. He'll dominate, but yeah. it's like if you play that you slow, you're not going to keep up. Well, they have to score, though, is what I'm saying. Like, the only team that's going to be able to do that, you, the Warriors. And then if you, you have the if you have a center who is any good at any type of ball handling, they're going to blow right past Shaq because he's too damn slow. You pull him out to the top of the key, hit him with, like, a crossover move that's too quick, and you blow right by him. That's what I'm saying. Like, the only centers that, I mean, AD, I mean. Embiid would do it. Horford would do it. Boogie could do it. Dwight couldn't do it because he's he can't do that. Boogie might be able to score on Shaq for sure, but can you stop him? That was the thing. I don't think it would matter, man. Yeah. You tire him out and put up points. It's like it's all, it's all it takes. That's why nobody plays that style of basketball. So you don't. That's why Al Horford has made more threes in the last three years than he did over his whole career before that. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that... Because they are all adjusting to the new game. 
Yeah, but no, that's because the game has changed, though. But that's what I'm saying. Those players will just adjust. Like, I think Shaq was skilled enough to be able to adjust to the day style of play. There's no way Shaq could ever shoot a three to save his life. Yeah. He could shoot one. It going in is another story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he would have to develop some type of mid-range game or something. I mean, you even yeah, look at dudes like, like Ben Wallace, who is, what, 6'9", mm-hmm. playing center. He, I don't think he would survive in today's game. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to my point about old-school NFL players. It's like the same thing. But with the um, centers, though, I don't know. It just seems, I mean, I remember Orlando Shaq. He was so physically gifted. I feel like that dude could do it. Lakers Shaq, once that foot got hurt and he got fat. Yeah. Who else? The Kimbe Matumbo? Nah. Defense. He's athletic, though. Hmm? He's athletic, though. Yeah, he'd be like JaVale McGee. I mean, well, like you said, he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Ewing probably couldn't do it. Fuck no. Ewing was, like, in hindsight, man, he was so unathletic. But like you said, fundamentals. Well, his knees, he had issues with his knees, too. He probably had, like, degenerative knees. Since Georgetown. So, like, that's why I don't think he would. I mean, shoot. Like, Brandon Roy would probably be so great if it weren't for his knees. I mean, shit, Brandon Roy, Grant Hill, Baron Davis, Penny Hardaway. But Brandon Davis had had a fairly long career. He did, but he had his knee injuries, too. But Brandon Roy had degenerative knees. Like, this man retired in his prime because he's like my niece. Yeah. Tried to come back and play like a year or two in Minnesota and was just like Sad. off the bench. He was so good for Portland. But yeah, who else was it? Grant Hill? He had ankle problems, wasn't it? I think so. Uh, yeah, man. Tale as old as time. Penny, that's probably the worst one. <laughs> Look at uh, Greg Oden. This man went number one and they knew he had any issues. Man, and that's but that's when the man and that wasn't that long ago. Like how So that was he went number one over K D. And how long ago was that? Two thousand seven? Something like that. That's how long that's how that's how quick the NBA changed. So how different would it be if K D was drafted by Portland instead of Seattle? Crazy crazy league. He would have, he would have gone to Golden State sooner. <laughs> like that first free agency, he would have gone. Like after four years, he probably would have been up out of Portland. Cause I mean I don't know. I mean they had Brandon Roy at the time. That's why they didn't take him because they felt like they already had enough wings scoring. Because who did they have? They had well, that and Greg Oden was pretty damn good too. But that's and that's exactly what they felt like they needed. It was just they knew though his knee was fucked up. They had to have known. I mean, like, he was fucked up in college. That was one of those dudes you knew his knee was not going to ever be. Oh, well. You know what needs to happen? Toronto needs to not fire the coach. They need to fire the city and just move back to move to Seattle. Oh. The, the fans are good. It's not that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, I mean. It's just time Seattle gets a team. They need one. They do. They need the Port- they need Portland's team. <laughs> nah, because Portland shows out. They do. But they, but they don't. 
Like, bro, they, like, come on. If bro. anything, is like Orlando probably needs to move. Yeah, yeah, their fans don't show up for sure. Um, but when I think about Portland, I just think about how poorly they run the team from the standpoint of superstars. Like, they've had Dame Lillard. I mean, but I don't know. He he kind of didn't show up this year. I mean, he had a great year. They fell off at the end of the year. Because they had a run at one point, and they made it to third in the, in the West. And then, Do you think that was mental against the Pelicans? Huh? Do you think that was mental against the Pelicans? Because he looked terrible. I mean, Drew Holiday shut his ass down. I think shut it's more. Him. I think it's more a testament to the type of player Drew Holiday is than it is to the type of player that Damian Lillard is. But if Drew Holiday can just lock you up like that for five games straight, maybe you're not the superstar. Like people well, talk about Damian, like oh, he should be all star. Well, see, that's the thing is like that's how people should be talking about Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's had fucking great like past years, and no one no one says shit because he plays for fucking New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that's what all people always say about uh, Dame Dollar in Portland. It's like, well, it's because he plays all the way out in Portland. But damn, we just saw what happens when he plays against another elite guard. Like, but I mean, Rondo. look at the rest of this team, though, man. Like, McCollum didn't do McCollum, shit. McCollum. Who else is on that McCollum fucking team? Who else is on that team? They were relying on their kitchen. You have what? Alfaro Camino? Yeah, no. But that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Portland just has a poorly run franchise. To me, they haven't had a title since seventy whatever with Bill Walton. Oh, the game! It's so miraculous. Dude, Bill Walton is a man. Bill Walton. He talks like this. He's got the strongest genes ever because Luke looks just like him. You ever play with Bill Walton on the game? On two K? Uh, no, I haven't. He's got a smooth ass offensive game. I would have loved to see him play in real time. Yeah. He's a goober, too, man. Mm. He's... Oh! it's He loves college basketball! Yo, different route here. Uh, not even close to sports. Did you see the lady sent a homie 65,000 text messages after one date? No. Over 17 months. This dude took their... Met her on dating app. Took her out once. One date. And then uh, over the next 17 months, she sent 65,000 text messages. At one point, she sent there was one day, they said that she sent at least five or 600 in one day. And then she broke in his house and they arrested her in his bathtub. (sighs) I heard that part. Now, I heard that a woman got arrested in these bathtubs. I didn't know about 65,000 texts. She's got crazy eyes, though. I'm going to get a picture of her. Dude, it's all in the eyes. You can just tell. She's got crazy eyes. But 65, one date. He told her straight up, yeah, I'm not trying to continue this. Like, after one date. He knew. He had to have known. I felt like I met my soulmate, and I thought we would just do whatever everybody else did, and we would get married, and everything would be fine. I hope you die. You rotten, filthy Jew. I'm like the new Hitler. Man was a genius. Ugh. Oh, man. What would I would do with your blood? I want to bathe in it. Jesus. Those are some of the texts? Yes. Oh, my God. I didn't read any of the texts, but. Yeah, this is creepy. Yeah. Damn, man. Let me see you want to stay off Tinder. Like, I didn't realize there was anything past, like, stage five clinger. Yeah, man. Chicks will cut your dick off out here, dog. <laughs> I'm surprised that man ain't dead. Yeah, no, I mean, and she, 
And that's one of those things where, like, I think the internet desensitized people to the things that they think they can get away with. Like, she probably didn't think anybody was going to read that. Like, she probably just thought, oh, I'm just sending some goofy text. I'm being, you know, whatever. What's that word? Being, uh, shit, quirky. You know what gets me is... I feel bad after, like, two or three texts with no answer. Like, feel weird. This bitch sent 65,000... How after not a thousand messages with no response do you not go, hmm, maybe I need to stop. I also don't know how, how does this man not block a number? Yes, that's the main thing. How does he block a number? I think he was into it at some point. Like, you let this go on for 17 months. If I got 500, 500 text messages from the same person in one day, they'd be cut out my life so goddamn fast. Yeah. I would have blocked them after the first 10. I mean, just after that first night. I blocked chicks for less than that. But, I don't know, it's almost like that old adage when they talk about, yeah, you live the same lifestyle with $100 million as you do with $10 million. You have the same mental psychosis if you're sending 1,000 texts versus 65,000. I don't think there's a huge disparity between, like, you're just as crazy. Yeah. So I think, like, the impact on that dude's life was probably the same at that point. He was just like, damn, it's just, oh, another text. He might have had her blocked. It's just like the phone company might have True. those 65,000 texts. Yeah. But at, at the same time, my phone is dead as shit all the time, so I wouldn't mind getting, <laughs> getting some texts here and there. He probably just thought his shit was blowing up, like, oh, I was hurt again. Love is an excessive thing, she says. Bitch, you're an excessive thing. 65,000, though. That's a lot, man. That is a lot. Like, I try and think if I've even sent 65,000 texts in my whole cell phone career. Yeah. <laughs> Have, you got to think about, have you even sent 65,000 points of contact, like on social media, Instagram, text? Like, have you ever made contact with that many individuals? <laughs> In life, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, between phone calls, all that. I'm talking about landline, pay phones. I don't even think I've done it that many times. Calling cards, 65,000? That's a lot. Fuck yeah, I didn't even, th yeah. Because you can go on somebody's Twitter and see, all right, damn, this person tweeted 3,000 times, you know what I'm saying? Right, I'm going to go look how many tweets I have. Yeah, see how many tweets you have and then really think about I it. I think it's like 8,000 maybe. If you got 8,000 tweets, you definitely sent 65,000 texts. Because Twitter's been around since, what, 2000? Uh, it doesn't say it on the mobile, on the app. Mm. Yeah, I probably got like a solid 20 tweets out there. Yeah, then again, it could be less than that. It could be like 4,000 maybe. I mean, I've been on Twitter since like 2011. Yo, have you ever seen Cheaters? The show? Yeah, the old show. Remember that show? I remember it. I don't think I ever watched it. Hmm. That was a classic show. I was fucked just, up I, show, man. I saw, well, it was really fucked up. I, I always wonder if it was staged. I kind of think it was staged now in hindsight. But that was a classic show. They had to switch hosts because one of them got stabbed. What? That's, yeah. In, in, in hindsight, that episode was definitely staged. But they switched hosts again one time. This one dude used to always say, talk to me, Gomez. <laughs> it was like his investigator guy. Before they would get the information on whatever dude they were stalking, he'd pull out his old-ass cell phone. It was like a razor because it was 2004. And he'd be like, talk to me, Gomez. 
Then Gomez would break down. All right, this fucker's over here with this chick. I remember one time they tracked down like a pimp. Like it was a legitimate pimp. He was like, you knew who I was when you got me. You got me about the hook. You know I was from West Chicago, girl. We held it down. <laughs> like, whoa. No coos. Like, I would never agree to have my face on that show. And that's why I think it was always staged. Because they had to sign something, right? They had to sign a release. Like, yeah. that's a, Yeah. You'd have to. Because if not, your, you, your face would be blurred out. Yeah. And the host was always way too calm with the wild shit that was going on. I mean, if you're literally watching a domestic incident go on, like cops, like even on cops, the cops are freaking out. Sorry, you know, man, if you're just a host of some talk show, bro, you ain't going to be that calm in a situation that's really going haywire like that. That shit had to be scripted. But I was just thinking about it. It was hilarious, some of those scenarios. Like one time I remember going inside somebody's house and there was like a goat party going on. They had goats in that bitch. <laughs> Yeah, and their faces were blurred out. So that made me think it was real. Like, those people were too embarrassed. They were like, all right, I was fucking a goat. Maybe I don't want this. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want my face on TV if I was fucking goats either. Like four people. It was three dudes and a chick. And the chick was one of those cheating. Of course. Yeah, she fucked by a goat. <laughs> That's weird, man. People are weird. Human beings are weird. Yeah, they are. There's people who like to fuck, like, cars. Yeah, the, the dude got arrested for fucking a car recently. Yeah, it's some weird... What, how, like, how do you even do that? Like, how do you, you use the tailpipe? Like... How did they find out? What if they just walked up on him doing it? So he was doing it in public. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying, there are people who like to do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a phobia, fucking an animate object. But the dude that fucked the car, was it an AI car? Was it, like, one of those self-drivers? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Because that's the only way I would think they find out. Oh, no, that's porn. What the fuck? See, that's why you don't Google things. Yeah. <laughs> I just Google guy fucks car and just, I pulled up some porn up shit. Damn it, this is my work computer, too. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was for research. But yeah, I guess the dude fucked the tailpipe. Dude, dudes put on condoms and fuck tailpipes. That's weird. Yeah, man. I Googled that so you don't have to. That was weird, man. So, but how did somebody find that out? He must have posted it online. I think it's weirder that somebody reported it. Who's he hurting? Yeah, I mean, what kind of, I mean. It's his car. What kind of crime, I guess there's, was what kind of crime is that? I, he had to be in public, dude. Yeah. Because what kind of crime is there? Like, yeah, we got a, a 503 on our hands, like. 503 code, police code for a dude fucking car? Like, that's no. Not, that's not, it would be a 503. That would definitely be like a 10,069. That's like the... 10,000. <laughs> you like, all right, we got an 1858. Like, we just, we didn't even think of this one. This is when we just added last week. We got a uh, guy fucking a car over here. We don't have a code for this. <laughs> exactly. We got, yeah, yeah, there's definitely no code for that. Just guy fucking car. Jeez, yeah, it must have been in public. Or it was a rental car. That's the only thing I could think of. Like, it was a rental car, and then he just left the condom with a tailpipe. And he was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and he was like, well, you know, I have this thing that I like to do, and I just figured, you know, I mean, who am I really hurting? The car's not pregnant, so. Yeah. People are into weird shit. Car fucking. Uh, I think about AI, though, like when uh, the robots are a thing. Oh, yeah. Would they have rights? Like if you if you go out and fuck a robot, 
against its will? Is it an inanimate object at that point? Like, if it's sentient, if it's sentient, like, what's, like robot rights, that's gonna be a thing. Like, how are we gonna handle that? I mean, eventually, AI and robots will become self-aware, which would be like the worst thing ever for human beings, because then they would be aware that we can't hurt them. I mean, that's what Westworld's all about, which you haven't seen, you need to watch. It's just about AI becoming self-aware. But... And, like, they warn, like, the top minds in the world have warned against this shit. I mean, if you think about, like, Google and Facebook keep making these robots, and then they make up languages that humans can't understand to talk to each other, and when they do, it's like, oh, let's hit the kill switch. Yeah. It's like, maybe you should stop making those fucking AI robots instead. Yeah, conspiracy theorists think that the fact that Elon Musk and all these great minds who lead the revolution in science, they think the fact that all those people are hinting at AI being a big fear and a big thing, they think that's a scare tactic because they're conspiracy theorists and they want to think the opposite of what everybody else thinks. But it's interesting because, I don't know, I mean, AI is definitely a fear for me. But if I was a conspiracy theorist who didn't embrace all the, like you said, somebody who was off the grid living in Mexico or some shit, like a Jesse Ventura type character, I don't know how weird I would be about AI. It wouldn't impact my life at all. So, yeah, they are, it's, it's a weird little thing. Like me, the person who watches Black Mirror all the time, but still embraces technology, it freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> it freaks me the fuck out. Especially, you see the Google Assistant thing recently? Yeah, that's just crazy. And then the video that came out like yesterday, two days ago, those robots that can now run and like detect objects in their way and jump over that's them and shit. Yeah. They open doors. But this dude that, the, the dude that was doing the Google announcement when they were mimicking ums, making appointments and shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and then the male voice had like a little tick in his voice where he was like, oh, okay. Like, what? It sounded like, it sounded like you answering the question. I was like, oh, this is, uh, I mean, it's only one step away. You seen Ex Machina? Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, man. And that's where it's going. That's where it's going. Well, it's like Blade Runner, man. Yeah, I never saw Blade Runner, but I know what it's about. Just the book, I mean, the book is way better, but yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, basically doppelgangers yeah don't have to make rules for the AI I'm gonna call them sexceptions because I mean I mean what else do you make a robot for or buy a robot for except to be a personal assistant and if you're a dude I mean you need your cock assisted a lot so I would imagine that's the main reason you buy one of those robots well they make them specifically for that yeah that's what I'm saying so if you're fucking the robot like you can't be against the rules that's why I got it But I know my AI is turning on me though. Like I have um, Alexa and Siri. And like I was using Siri or trying to to tell me where to go to work. And I was telling Siri or asking Siri, hey Siri, take me to work. And she goes, I don't know where you work. In fact, I don't know anything about you. And I was like, oh shit, shut up, shut up. I don't want Alexa to hear. You know what I'm saying? Alexa's like, bitch, you ain't supposed to know anything about it. I know where he work and I know, Brian, you need to know what, what time it is, you need to know the weather. Like, my AIs were about to start going at it. <laughs> and then Alexa does that weird cackling thing people are reporting. Like, she'll just start laughing randomly at night while you're sleeping. She hasn't done it to me yet because she loves me, but I already know. It's only a matter of time. 
Yeah, I don't know if I'd like that. I try to put it on mute as much as possible, but I forget, bro. And as aware as I am of Skynet and the technological overlord about to take over Google, whatever you want to call Skynet these days, Google, Facebook, Twitter, I still just can't help but embrace it because it's so fucking convenient to just be able to say, hey, Alexa, what's my briefing? And just get all my news, all my music while I'm cooking. Any sports shit I need. She used to not be able to do like fights, but now if you say, hey, Alexa, what fights are going on? She'll talk about boxing and shit. Oh, damn. Shit, it's 310. Fuck. Oh, yeah, don't you have somewhere to be at four? Yeah, around then. Alright. Just probably gotta wrap this up soon. Alright. Shit, let's wrap it on up. So my friend just got his master's. He's going to med school in July. So it's just like grad party. Oh, nice. Yeah. My fault. I'm gonna put this on pause. Oh, I gotta talk to him. Um...